the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. What? Welcome. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're We're barely here. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. We're here to get away from our lives. (laughs) Help us. (laughs) Um, this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a detox uh, in inside St. Joseph's Hospital. It's a two-week detox or 10 to 14-day detox program. Uh, attached to that is a two-year up to 24-month recovery program where you get a recovery coach, peer support, continued microcurrent neurofeedback. There's all kinds of stuff that we offer. They get to interface with Nikki Boo. Why do you do this? People that listen don't know these Melly people. Mel, Candy Pants. Who else we got over there? And me. What do they call you? Trash Panda? I don't know. Who knows what they call me over there? (laughs) (laughs) I probably don't want to know. Well, it's Trash Panda when you're there, and then there's a list (laughs) when you're not. Anyway, so the Matthews Hope Foundation, we have a detox and a two-year aftercare recovery program. By the way, the two years of aftercare and recovery support, the NIASIS, free. What? Completely free. Free. Because we want to help people. Nothing in life is free. So we have amazing donors and sponsors that support the Matthews Hope Foundation, and and that helps us... uh, continue to do what we do to help and educate loved ones on substance use disorder, particularly opioid addiction. And so if you or a loved one uh, want any information about our program, visit our website at mhdrp.org, mherpaderp.org, or give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. You press 1 for the detox, press 2 for the outpatient and recovery support. And, you know, on top of that, too, if you have questions, like you have a loved one that's struggling, you have a spouse, uh, a sibling, a son or daughter, and you just want maybe some direction, maybe what we're saying is not clear and you want, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out. Heather runs the Facebook. It's always going to be her. Um, but reach out and look up Relevant Recovery Radio and ask a question. We're happy to help you. We That's kind of yeah. what we want to do. Uh, and as per the huge, you're hearing us on uh, KPRC 950 Sundays at 1 p.m. Yep, yep. If you're not in Houston and you want to hear us at 1 p.m. on Sunday, you can do it on the iHeartRadio app on the KPRC 950 channel. Yep. And then at the end of every day, they upload us to a podcast under Relevant Recovery Radio. Yep, yep. So, Lord, what a week it's been. <laughs> so, uh, our lives are like a little crazy right now. We do have a topic and we'll get to it in a little bit, but... Um, there's so let's tell our audience what all has occurred. What about the conversation before we left the house? So I made Heather come in the bathroom and talk to me while I showered because <laughs> we were running late. And I said, "Look at what's going on in our life right now. We should talk about this." And what did you say? We can't. I we said have, we can't. We have no solution we yet. Have no solution. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it would just be us complaining for forty minutes. So we're going to complain minutes. for the first segment. But I just want, <laughs> I just want our listeners to kind because of, we're real life people. We're a real life married couple in recovery yeah. together with real life stuff going on, and I think it's good to be transparent about that stuff. One of us know? is allowed to be crazy at a time. Every now and then it's both, but most of the time it's one of us. And so this week a lot has occurred, and so let me start with the first thing. 
the first, and this is all just in this last week, since we recorded the show last week, yeah. um, our AC uh, went on the fritz, yeah. and it's 115 degrees, you know, as you know, in Houston, and so we Hell had- Hell has risen. We had to have some, God's baking something, and it's super done, <laughs> but there was this viral grandma in Houston, honey, I know you're not on social media. She baked media. bread? She and- baked bread in her mailbox. It took 45 oh, minutes. Lord. A loaf was delivered by the Lord. Wow. God baked the bread in her mailbox. Anyways, Google that. You'll see that I'm not lying. Um, and so our AC went out, which is required to you know survive in Houston. So we had to got, call a guy. A friend came over and Luckily, I've her. got a really good friend in the 12-step fellowship who I trust. He was able to go there within a day. And but- so we band-aided it with several hundred dollars, but it's going to fully go out at some point. It's our yeah. original one from 93, we think. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it came when we bought the house. So we need to repress. So that's one thing that happened. The next thing that happened. But when I was walking over on that side of the house, I noticed the ground was wet. And I didn't think twice about it. Right, right, right. Well, a few days later, my neighbor calls me and, and says, he's like, hey, it's flooded on that side of your house. And so it turns out that I sprung a leak where the main, the city water main, comes up into my house, which is where our sprinkler system is. And, and I sp- so you I spent, spent an entire day. day on that. You dug it out. You had a friend come over to help you. You bought PVC pipe and glue. You tried to repair we it. We built you- it twice and then had to rip it apart and bypass my sprinkler system. Because it kept leaking now, again. these are first world problems. What I'm saying is, okay, so that happened and we had to turn the water off the to same our house day, for a day. The same day when I took my truck to Ace Hardware, <gasps> I noticed when I came out. I started the truck and I heard a pop and I had a crack go all the way across the driver's side of my windshield. And so Donnie has a Tundra and and so this crack from the heat uh, split his his windshield had, was all the way across. Chip. It yeah. came off a rock chip. And but what really sucks about that is your inspection's due, and I need you to go get the inspection done by the end of this month so I can pay the new registration. It's due yeah. end of July, and yeah. so now we got to get this uh, this windshield repaired, and then. Um, your lovely cigar, what's it called? It's my humidor. It's that, where I keep all my cigars. It's a very important apparatus. And so that w- quit working. Yeah. And so you're out there. And then this morning, um, I was upstairs and I noticed that one of the upstairs bathrooms, the main bathroom upstairs, the toilet has a huge crack and along the, the whole side of the tank. Yeah. And uh, we have guests coming this weekend, tomorrow, <laughs> to use that bathroom. So I'm really worried it's going to just explode while they're with us. And and so the thing about all of this is that every time something happens, it's like it gets added to this mental list mm-hmm. of things that need to be done. Things oh, We're also in the middle of, you know, we had traded in your car recently. And so we're trying to get a refund from the, the extended warranty we bought on your old car. There's like just all this stuff going on. And, and I get to where I feel overwhelmed, but what happens is that when I made you come in the bathroom while I showered... And you just talked it out. I started to get some clarity. Mm-hmm. And, and the clarity that I started to get is, number one, none of this matters. Yeah. In the grand scheme. Yeah. None of this matters. In the scope of eternity, it does not matter if you have a... We're alive. Children. <laughs> we have a job. We have air conditioning. We have a house. We have a we have bed. Food, we have we bed. Have, mm-hmm. We have... All necessities, God is providing everything we need. Yeah, and so I'm... But I've also had to look at, and you said it, and you were right. I I never usually am. Well, initially. (laughs) Well, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make everybody wait until we come back to hear how you were right. What? I want you to all contemplate what the answer is going to (laughs) be. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio.
welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hi. You are, just... you are getting to where I was right. That's I, where we left off. I, I forgot. I don't, oh, know. No. <laughs> I don't know. You were in the shower. We were talking. Oh, I didn't forget. I just didn't want to. you said no. I was right. You said, basically, I think you were... What I felt like you were insinuating is that I spend too much time in a cigar lounger with my buddies. But at the same time, I but, know those sort of things are like your chill, self-care, like that you need it for your like mental well-being. So I'm not saying like, oh, you're selfish and you lead to a match. I'm just saying you're not home a lot. And so, of course, it feels like it's piling up when there's... Well, and I think what I came to understand on the way here was that, number one, I need to be more sort of verbal with you when I'm starting to feel the pressure on, like, hey, can I get your help with this or that? Because you you and I are definitely 100-100 at home. We both, like, are doing our thing always. But there's times when I start feeling like there's, like, another thing on the list every day and I haven't taken care of anything else on the list. And so I think what happened is when we talked through it, I started thinking, like, okay, how much of this actually matters in the grand scheme? So my sprinkler system is bypassed. Now, my yard is very important to me. I spend a lot of time in it. It is my hobby. It is something that brings me pleasure, meditation time. Like, it's, it's good for me. Um, in fact, my attitude this morning, before I went and did the yard, were, they were polar opposites, right? Would you agree? Yeah, you were real negative. Right. Um, and so what I started thinking about is, what, number one, it doesn't matter. Number two, they're all first world problems. And number three... What is God trying to teach you in the midst of this? Right. Am I leaning in? Am I leaning on the true power in the universe and saying, hey, okay, show me what to take care of first. Show me. And then where you were right, I think I kind of glazed over that. Let's get to that part. Fast forward. (laughs) Where you were right (laughs) is that I need to pick and choose sort of... What you say yes to. Yeah, I'm going to have to start saying no a lot more often. And where I'm going to have to start saying no I have no problem no is, with that. I will say no. Right now I've got a guy that I'm taking through the book, sponsoring him in our 12-step fellowship on Wednesday nights. So I've got a commitment Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Friday night's sort of my jam. I can do kind of what I want. But Saturdays are and Sundays are yours and mine. I think that's it's got to go to that. Like I have a home and I've got to be able to take care of it. And I can't just pay people to come do everything. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's been lacking because I'm not home. So you were right when you said it. I know. You're, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad we're, we got to meet in the railroad tracks together right there. But Where Heather's right meets the border of Heather's right. I, <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> I want the audience to join me in hating you right now. <laughs> they don't hate me. Okay, but elaborate on what you meant by leaning into God. I didn't say that. You did. I said, what's God trying to teach you? Well, elaborate on that. What do you mean? I'm just saying, like, people can moan and complain about problems or say, oh, I don't have time or blah, blah, blah. And it's just absolute BS because God gives us 24 hours in a day on purpose. And Mm -hmm. so if I was meant to have more time, God would have given us more time. 
And so I need to operate within God's will and rely on God. And what does God want me to do? What's the role he's assigned me? What, where do my priorities need to shift and be less selfish or lazy and more intentional with things God wants me to take care of? Um, and as I check those things off and God and I accomplish those things, I feel closer to God and I have a clear conscience that I'm not being lazy or selfish in ignoring tasks. Well, because one of the other things that I told you when I was taking a shower and you were creepily staring at me. You asked me to. That's true. Um, Was that one of the things that I've just come to understand and be okay with is that my mode of operation is busy. Yeah. It just is. I'm not somebody who can't sit still or can't relax because I can. That's what my cigar time is for. Um, I'm very good at going out on the patio and smoking a cigar and staring at the backyard. I can empty my brain or have, you know, think or whatever. I don't have to be busy doing something. True, but I just think that this period, this season uh, is an adjustment period for you because uh, in the past we had only had to navigate our lives with work lifetime versus personal lifetime versus 12-step lifetime. And now (laughs) you're adding the ministry and the cigar nights with the pastors and all of those extra nights on top of it. And so you are, there's a lot more of your time being demanded for different things that previously weren't in the last couple of years. Well, and and so that's what I sort of resigned to the idea that, so and it's not okay to like do 12 step less per se. It's no. about balance. And and so, you know, Monday night small group, Tuesday night home group. We don't need to go through Wednesday all night, of it. Just uh, do less. Sponsorship. But what I'm saying though, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so stupid. I don't need your itinerary right now. But what I'm saying though is that the reason I resigned to this idea that I'm busy is because God has me busy. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of the things that I do help other people. It's not, and I'm okay with it. And it fulfills me. And, and God, this is where I, where I was looking for your definition of sort of what does God want. When I am busy being of service to others, he gives me all the strength and the power and everything that I need. And But that's the, the flip side of that pancake is true. When you're feeling overwhelmed and like you can't handle it and all blah, blah, blah. Okay, that shows a lack of reliance on God then. Because I'm trying to do it on my own. Yeah. Either I'm trying to do it on my own or I'm thinking about how I can do it on my own. I'm just not looking toward. Or you're thinking of what, you know, pill you can take to help you do it on your own better. Or you're thinking yeah. of, you know, what sort of technology would, would, would help you. Yeah, I just did a hard eye roll at her. <laughs> um, Man, I used to rely on pills to clean the house and get stuff done and have energy. And, and it ended up really bad for me. Well, and, and so, so there's a few things there, a few takeaways. Like, number one, I've just resigned... Like when people are like, hey, man, how are you? I don't tell them I'm busy anymore because that's implying that I'm doing something. God's got me at work. He's got me doing what he wants me to do. My life is a Semantics. dream. Um, how are you doing? I'm great. That, that's how, I mean, that's literally how I'm doing with everything that's going on in our life right now. We're great. Yeah. We have everything that we need provided. When I noticed the toilet was cracked this morning, I just laughed. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> And, and it may have been really? cracked forever, it and we just been. noticed and I it just now. just see right? it now. Who knows? But this idea, because I think what happens is part of the frustration, the first thought that happened is, with all this crap going on, what if I wanted to go have a cigar tonight? No, I can't. I got all this stuff going on. I can't. So the first thing that happens is I, if I'm relying on me, I start feeling like my 
self time. It's being taken away. Yes, because that means I'm worried about I mean, me more than grand, what God wants. In the grand scheme of things, you're the leader of our household and the spiritual lead role in our home. And so when there are crises or repairs or things, like that's your role. God's saying, hey, step in and fix this. Me and you are going to, like, that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Whose job is it to cook? Because yours also. <laughs> I'm about to resign that job. <laughs> you don't want me cooking. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's another thing, right? Like that was the thing. So I, I took on this new job role this year and it's a lot more busy than the one I've had in the previous years where I could do things during the day. Now I can't. But which is why I buy the air fryer, you know, technology helps you cook things faster. Bring up technology one more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up a whole lot more times. All, all I'm saying is that when we were talking before the show, there was no solution, but actually there is. You're finally getting there? I'm, I'm starting to see it that, number one, I'm doing what's put in front of me, and sometimes I don't have to say yes to everything. Yeah. Right? So there's this guy in our fellowship that, that really wants to meet and talk, and I really don't have time, and I don't sponsor him, and, and I, I love him, and I want to, but I just... In this season right now, I don't have time. You don't need to feel guilty for just saying, hey, buddy, I'm, i got a lot going on. I'm sorry, I and don't have time. And if somebody asks me to sponsor them right now while I've got this other guy that I meet with Wednesday nights, I'm okay going to say no for no. right now because mm-hmm. I think that what we were talking about on the way here is like I've got to shift and I've got to go back to there is my responsibility at home. You're right. I do have a responsibility at home. That's the role God's assigned you. I'm the spiritual leader. I'm the man of the house, and I fix things or I handle the fixing of things. Yeah. Um, but I have... You don't want me replacing the toilet. I've done this once before when I was married to someone else (laughs) and he was never around and I can do it, but it's heavy and I might break something else. What did I say when you said that? There's no way I could let you do that. That would just be weird. I would never let my wife replace our toilet. (laughs) Just like I don't like to let my wife open doors for herself either. Yeah. Queens don't do that. Oh. Yeah. All right. So... When we come back, Aww. we're gonna we're gonna wrap this little section up, uh, and maybe change topic a little bit. Oh, we're gonna! I'm sick of hearing about this one. <laughs> oh my god! Don't go anywhere. <laughs> we'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to <laughs> Relic Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. And today we've been pontificating on, you know what it is? It's that we all suffer this. Every human being suffers this. There's times when you get overwhelmed. There's times when there's a lot going on. And I think what you and I have found is when you stop and you assess the situation, you say, what's priority? What really matters? How much am I really affected? Or am I operating under a delusion that I'm going to be happy if only I fix all this at once or it goes away. I'd be happy if you fixed all of it at once. I'm about to fix you. (laughs) We're close, folks. (laughs) So what I'm saying, though, is that you have to stop. You have to really assess the situation. I have to look at the fact that I overcommit all the time. This is a a cycle and a pattern that I go through. And and you do, too. I said our lives. Yeah, we. Um, And that now I'm going, okay, wait a minute. I was giving half of my Saturdays to sponsees, taking two, three, four guys to the book at a time. And I'm just, I'm just better at saying no than you because I'm not emotionally affected by others. I am. I'm, I'm like not. an empath. I'm not. No feelings there at all. But I do have plenty of guys that I sponsor that I can hand them off to. You sure do. And I should be doing Buckaroo. more of that. 
So anyways, let's get to our topic so, now. Yeah, so reassessing, <laughs> finding truth, and then really knowing that I'm going to have the power and the energy to do all of these things if I look to God for the strength. If you do. Right? Philippians 4.13. And I can accomplish all this through him who gives me strength. Yeah. Okay, so Heather threw the word technology, <laughs> technology out a couple of times while we were talking. Because <laughs> that's our topic. Partly because she's annoying. <laughs> Because she didn't want to talk about this other thing that we were talking about. No, that I we think brought it's boring. And so she has her own boring topic. So, Heather, what would you like to talk about today that's going to put everybody to sleep? No, it's not. I everybody wanna... take your Ambien now. <laughs> Shut up. This is the last time I helped plan a topic for this. For, for this month. For you. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so the topic is technology and recovery. I want to talk about different advances in technology and or science that have, like, altered or changed the way the recovery community yeah. operates, uh, pros and cons. Where it helps and where it hurts. Where it helps and where it hurts because <clears throat> there's a few different lines in our literature. Um, one line in our literature talks about like modem to modem, about meeting each other in recovery uh, digitally, right? right? And when they wrote that and put it in, Zoom and stuff like that and Skype did not exist at all. And uh, and so we found out, and, and actually when they put that in the literature back then, it was super offensive. They said, no. Old timers were angry, angry about it. You yeah. cannot, there was big old fights when they decided to put that into the forward. And because uh, people didn't want it in because they said one alcoholic has to work with another alcoholic face to face, face, to face only because that's how they'd done it, you know. And, uh, and that gives you an idea of when they wrote that. It had to be in the mid 90s if they said motor to motor. It was 2001. Was it really? Okay, well, that was the still, that's the start of the internet. Yeah, yeah. That's... So the forward to the fourth edition was written in 2001, I think, and so that's the one that says that. Okay. Right? Okay. And so if, you know, the 12 steps as we know it were written, that book that we're talking about was written in 39, published in 39. You, can, know, you can say the name. We're not saying we're members of that fellowship. We'll just talk about that book. Yeah, that book, that one, the blue one. Yeah, the blue and one so, says Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> and so you go from 39 uh, to 2001, and they said, hey, maybe you can make some connections modem to modem because the internet was happening. And, and so the old timers were They're like, peeved. what? Yeah. No. Yeah. They did not want it to happen. But what was so interesting in uh, March of 2020, what happened to the Face of Fellowship, that we were all used to meeting each other in person for meetings and sponsorship mm -hmm. and all of that. Uh, when, you know, the scamdemic happened and everything shut down. Did you say scamdemic? Who knows? Rewind and see. Or plandemic. And so when that happened and we all got forced to quarantine in our homes, we immediately switched to online meetings and created like all the Zoom stuff and the Skype stuff and doing FaceTime. FaceTime sponsorship and and so it, I think it band-aided the fellowship for a while, but it also opened up, uh, so there's pros and cons to doing online meetings and online sponsorship. So before you go too far, mm -hmm. let's talk about the technology. So first of all, we have virtual meetings. So mm -hmm. that was one technology that came out. What are some other technologies that you see people using in the fellowship or in 12-step programs? Um, some other technologies may be like a digital app for like 11th step nightlies. Okay. All right. Um, That's a good one. Another technology or advancement in science that I would like to talk about is like medications in the sense for like what they say is for cravings, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, and so. Like what is, what is that called? Well, you... there's a few different ones that they say. So every okay. time, so there's a, also a line in our book. Let me premise it with this. So there's a line in our book that talks about there is no such treatment 
that makes an alcoholic of our type be able to drink like a normal person. It right. even says science has tried to do this, but it hasn't done so yet. And when they wrote it in 39, it, it hasn't changed has today. has not changed. Correct. Here we are in 2023. Science has not created anything that lets a chronic alcoholic or drug addict like us be able to turn about face and drink normally or successfully or moderate. And what I mean by that is science has tried. Science tried with an abuse, complete failure for mm-hmm. people, I guess. Science has tried when they created methadone to get people off of morphine, complete failure. Science right. has tried to put people on Suboxone to get them off opiates, complete failure. That took me to heroin. Because they're trying a technical or scientific fix to a they're spiritual try, they're problem. They're trying a chemical solution to a spiritual problem. And so now the ones now would be like Vivitrol or Naltrexone that they say is for cravings, right? And that's not even the way that we understand that word in the 12-step world, right? The allergy is the craving, so I have to like put it in my body to experience the craving. Otherwise, it's the, the desire. mental yeah. twist. Uh, or the... And so it's so interesting that, you know, an addictionologist will be like, oh, we need to put you on this for cravings. It's, it's a complete band-aid. That's not a solution to what's really going on. Science always – but here's why. Big pharma – Okay. If I can create a problem and then create a solution that can be prescribed and has Wait to be bought. Are you talking about Purdue with <laughs> any Oxycontin any and then coming out with Suboxone? Any of them. I'm not talking about any one in particular. I'm saying you Purdue wanna, Pharma is you the want devil. to launch. All of them are. Yeah. It's not just one. But hold on a second. Okay, so we have we have virtual meetings. We have apps for essentially step work, right? Because there's also apps for four step. There's apps for four step, apps, apps for, for 11, 11 step. step. There's apps for prayer and meditation. You have technological advances in medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there anything else? I don't know. That's all I'm thinking of right now. Okay, so let's well, go through those. Because there's something I want to talk about at the end with like AI and chat GPT, but I don't want to do okay, that yet. So let's talk about first the virtual meetings. Let's talk about the the... The human connection, let's talk about like, so there's how does it help and how does it hurt? So I think that when we had no other alternative, Zoom was wonderful because at least we could get together and see faces and interact, right? We saw the benefits. We saw the benefits. You and I got to meet people from California, from Canada, from New York. In fact, the guy we met on New York and befriended in 2020 is who's flying to our house to stay with us and meet us in yeah. person this tomorrow. Yep, he's bringing his son to uh, take him to a baseball game. He's going to come stay so with us. So there's been some relationships and, and some wonderful things when we had no other option. Now, And so we were hitting... We could hit six, seven meetings a week. It wasn't a big deal because it was literally one hour out of our time because we weren't leaving the house. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have to wear pants. Half the time you didn't. Well, that's true. You uh, were pantless many times on We Sam. did meetings in other continents. Yes. We did meetings. I, mean, I was, even got to speak at a meeting in Mumbai, India. So there was a, so there's a lot of, there was benefit during COVID. There was, but then. Now, what we didn't like was that when I tell my story in a meeting... You cannot gauge the audience interaction I feed off of my all. audience re- reaction, yeah. and you can't. And so I got to where I was just telling people, no, I won't do it, because I just couldn't oh, do I, it Oh, I Zoom. say no now. Um, and, and on s- Zoom. On Zoom. Yeah. Uh, I say no now. And even meetings, people that want me to attend a Zoom meeting, uh, I haven't since 2021, uh, except for a rare occasion where I needed to for a specific reason, but I will not do that. People are back in... We have a normal life now. We've, yeah. we've passed the, the scamdemic portion, and we need to be face-to-face. They're trying to come up with a new one in Europe now. No, we'll see. But and my yeah. point is, is it was a wonderful tool while we had no other option, but that's not the case now. And so we have other in-person. It's always better to be in-person and to when you speak and to feed off the audience and interact and make real good eye contact. The thing that I hated about Zoom was people's etiquette. Like, 
Oh, oh my yeah. lord. I oh, couldn't yeah. stand it when people are like laying in bed, eating a sandwich on camera, walking around and smoking a cigarette with their phone yeah. in their face up their nose. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing. You And also, I'm real strict with etiquette because I was raised that way in the 12-step world. And so people can join late. They can leave early. They don't have to actually interact or be helpful or of service at all. Yeah. And so it really harmed the service side of our program. And there's a lot of relationship that happens. So we always tell people, if you want to be on time to a meeting, that's 30 minutes early. 15. I'll say 15. If you're on time, you're late. I say 20, 30 minutes, right? Because you need to be able to get to know people. Yeah, and yeah. there's also that getting to know people after the meeting. Well, none of that really happened with Zoom. It was rare. We had we had our little home group where we would do that and mm-hmm. hang out, but a lot of people drop off. Right. And so I saw a lot of people struggle in their own sobriety uh, during that uh, portion of the world being closed I down. I sponsored seven people from March of 2020 until around August, September, virtually through all 12 steps. Right. And so that was one thing that came about because I, I noticed early on people were struggling spiritually without the fellowship, uh, which is sad. But then people were struggling to find people to sponsor as if it was mm-hmm. more difficult. And I said, what are you talking about? Now we're not bound by location. Right. Now you can sponsor anybody anywhere. You started in that when you started sponsoring someone in Florida? Florida, yeah. And so... Uh, you know, we got another girl, uh, it's my grand sponsee, she's in Mississippi that came from that time. And so it just opened up a world of possibilities that we didn't have before. So there is some benefits and some some negatives as well. Yep. So, all right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk more and more about the effects of technology on the 12 Steps and the Fellowship. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. I like to do that differently every time just to see your reaction. It annoys me. Everything I do annoys you. Not everything. I love it when you cook for me, take out the trash, pay the bills. Not everything. All right. So So tech and recovery. So what we're trying trying to, what I'm trying to talk about today is technology and recovery and the pros and cons of what good can come out of it and the bad that can come out of it. And so the good that came out of Zoom was that we got to meet when others couldn't. Mm -hmm. We got to meet places we never could, go to mm-hmm. meetings we never could. But we then got at to, the same time, people that wanted to stay emotionally handicapped never left that realm. Ooh, that was ugly. Just saying. That was ugly. <laughs> they never left that realm. And I'm what, like... So, okay, wait, wait. I am misunderstood what you're saying. So what you're saying is that there are people that are lazy that never left their house. Or full of fear. I'm saying emotionally handicapped in some way. And I'm not talking about the people who physically can't. Are you, are you judging them? Maybe. Okay. But there are some people <laughs> who physically can't leave their home and never could. And that's okay. And that's okay. And so this, again, But we see the, the same pro- thing in church. Oh, sure. That We see the same thing in church. Like, there's evidently, like, a huge following online of people, people that are still- too lazy to leave their house <laughs> and come to church. Anyways, um, we could talk about that. But let's go back to technology because what I want to say is there's pros and cons. So, uh, Okay, pros, quick. Well, no, I want to talk. Cons, go. Wow. You're not following <laughs> my lead at all today like you promised. <laughs> Um, so when you and I first met, you were doing 11 step digitally on your phone, right? And I gave you a hard time, blah, 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 because I would always, I always taught, was taught to write it. So I wrote them and, uh, and you did have done both. And what I was telling you earlier is if I'm a person who's not going to do it at all, digital is at least better than not at all. Yeah. Than nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Digital's better than nothing. And so, and what you told me is there's a magic to pen and paper. And there I, is. I didn't believe you, but you were absolutely there's correct. There's an absolute That's like magic. seven times you've been right in five years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, sure. Waiting for the eighth. Anyways. And so if someone's not going to do any prayer and meditation or any spiritual literature reading, mm-hmm. if you'll at least open an app and do it for a minute on it, that's better than nothing. At least you're thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Start your day with God and in your day with God, hopefully, or whatever. But the cons, the cons of the digital stuff is that people kind of complete it like a like a checkbox. Yes. And they can do it, do it, do it, but completely miss the spiritual side of it. They're not really putting in the effort, effort. that, okay, so the 11th step is that I'm going to take the end of the day... Well, there's two parts, right? The 11 steps, I'm going to start my day in prayer and meditation, and I'm going to end my day in prayer and meditation. I'm going to contemplate my behavior throughout the day. Where was I helpful? Where was I selfish? Do I owe any apologies? I'm going to really look at that. And if I have an app and I'm just going to answer some questions, bing, 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 bing. You're just checking boxes. There's right. not any real self-reflection going on. Correct. And so I think that, you know, like also we know that there's hybrid meetings, right? So some people chose to do in-person meetings and then stupid. I would never do that. But um we have opinions today, I noticed. <sighs> Lots of them. Not every day? Just today? Just more so today, I think. I'm trying to say that there are pros and cons to technology, but there's got to be a spiritual compass and an intentionality with it. Um, most of the time I don't support a chemical solution to a spiritual problem. Well, and so other- science is not going to come up with a cure for addiction. And if we keep going down that rabbit hole, it's going to be a, a pointless rabbit hole that causes more misery and just lines the pockets of pharmaceutical companies, number one. And number two, with the Zoom stuff like and the digital things, I think that those can be good short-term or good for people that won't otherwise do it like or can't crutch. otherwise do it. Well, because here's the other thing. The, I, sorry to interrupt you, but the other thing I was thinking about, the other crutch that people use this for is like in Houston, we're a city of 4 million people. Mm-hmm. There are 1,900 to 2,100 meetings every week. Think about that every for a Every week in this town, post-COVID. Which means there are probably close to a million sober alcoholics in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. I, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I would love to know kind of what that number is, but. Why in this city would you need a sponsor that's not here in this city? Right, right. Why would you sponsor, get a sponsor who's long distance on on FaceTime or Zoom or on some so technology? So I would say nine times out of ten, if someone is newly sober, like a newcomer, I don't care if they were in or out before, someone who's newly sober, they need an in-person face-to-face sponsor if possible, period. Face-to-face. Face-to-face. If that's absolutely, absolutely not possible... What's what, what's the benefit? Why are you saying that? Why face-to-face? Because a sponsor can call your BS. A sponsor can look you in the eyes and know when you're lying or, or not showing up on time. Or, or even sponsor, know when you're hiding something that's wrong. Yeah, and a sponsor will be in meetings with you in person to see if you're showing up early, you're getting phone numbers, you're interacting. Yeah. Like, there's so much about someone's... Um, psychological well-being that you pick up on when you're in person that you can easily miss or hide on uh, digital interactions. And so that's probably the the entire answer mm-hmm. right there to modem to modem. That is really the entire answer to it. In a pinch, it's useful. Yeah. But if you have the ability to make the choice, it should always be human to human. It should always be in person because there's so much nuance to it. There's so many... Mm-hmm. Things that you get out of this human connection. But one thing I wanted to get to before we run out of time with this technology and the rise of AI and all this stuff and chat GPT, it's like last night I was on the phone with Melly 
And I was like, hey, Mel. I was like, ask ChatGPT how to work step one in Alcoholics Anonymous, for instance. Okay. And so she typed it in. She started reading me the answer. And it was pretty spot on. And so I was like, okay, okay, let's, let's throw up something way harder. I said, ask it how to write resentment inventory for Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, and she typed it in and started reading it to me. Now, because she initially asked, hey, ChatGPT, can you sponsor me in Alcoholics Anonymous? And ChatGPT said— We've mentioned it four times now. We should stop doing that. We are not members. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, hey— We're talking about one specific group. Or even group. Narcotics Anonymous <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but she asked it specifically, and it said it, it couldn't sponsor you, that you needed a real person for that. The AI said the that. The AI said that. Oh, wow. And so instead, we asked it for, like, outlines or how, do you, how does one work this step? But it answered that. It answered it really well. And so particularly with, even with... So basically it was just saying it wouldn't sponsor you. Right. <laughs> it was just saying no. Right. <laughs> but what was interesting is um, even with resentment inventory, you and I both know that a newcomer thinks the point of resentment inventory is to talk about how I've been wronged and everyone that's treated me wrong. Right. And even chat GPT knew it wasn't about that. And, and it answered that this is about self-reflection to look at your own wrongs, your own blames, your own faults, your own part, your own mistakes. That's pretty and, scary, actually. I couldn't believe that it answered it mostly correctly. We, and we were in our business meeting Tuesday night, and someone that I sponsor, who who does our traditions every week, reads them, was like, I get them from Jeff GPT. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I think that uh, technology can handicap us in a sort of laziness. Yeah. Um, there is just a difference. We're not calling him lazy. No, 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 We're no. Saying that I'm saying in, in general. general in like general. if I am sitting at home and I want to say, oh, I like to isolate. I'm t- I have too much anxiety to go to an in-person meeting. Let me just ask chat GPT how to work these steps. Right. 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 Well, okay. You obviously have no reliance on God at all to be willing to do what all of us had to do, which was go to in-person meetings and be right. early and stay late and get numbers and interact and be helpful in a 12-step fellowship. Oh, Wow. Watch what I'm about to do. I'm do about it. to take this whole thing full circle. Do it. What we began the show talking about is recognizing God's power, God's part, what God need, where God needs to be involved. Mm-hmm. And what we realize is that there is my part and God's part. So I got to move my feet. There's certain things I got to do, but then there's certain things that are out of my hands that I need to rely on him and I need to look to him and I need to, re- to, to do that. And same in recovery. The same thing. There's areas I got to move my feet in recovery. I've got to be willing to go to meetings, meet people, be uncomfortable, do the things that are suggested, Mm -hmm. right? And then he will take care of the rest. Yeah. But I've got to be willing to be inconvenienced. Yeah. And I just don't want, I'm not saying people can't get and stay sober and have a wonderful recovery doing everything digitally. I'm sure there's lots of cases where that's occurred and that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, But I just... Based on my interaction with others, there's something about recovery and human connection that must go hand in hand. Not everything needs a technological improvement. Right. There's something magical about being shoulder to shoulder beside each other in a meeting or knee to knee going through these steps mm-hmm. and that bond of the honesty and the rawness and, and being able to look Authenticity. in their eyes. Authenticity. Yeah. There's something, but but not just the human connection, because what really shows up is God. God is what passes from me to you, you to me. And there's something magical about it that technology cannot replace and never will. What a great way to end the show. I think so. (laughs) So what happens to people that stand for nothing? They fall for anything. Hey, thanks for listening today. We'll be back in another week. Hashtag God, though.